Welcome back, everybody. The NFL season is just around the corner. In fact, it's going to start in two hours when we drop this podcast. Welcome to the American Aces NFL podcast. We have been so excited to get this one going. Of course, we're going to get it going. I've got the great mate up there in the Gold Coast, Rory Atkins, joining us. How are you, Rat? Very good, Tommy G. It's been a long time between drinks, mate, and I'm uh, super pumped and super stoked to be uh, on the air with you, mate, coming from the GC. Oh, it's been, it's, you know, this time of year is crazy. We've got, you know, we've got the NFL season kicking off, AFL finals, NRL finals. If you like your golf, it's there. The, you know, the, the World Cup's on. You just don't know where to look, but we know that the NFL, well, me and you, we love the NFL more than anything in the world. And do we have a show? We shouldn't even waste any time right now. I think we should just start off with some housekeeping. Thank you to everyone that joined our NFL live draft for our fantasy league. Huge talent this year. We've doubled in size. We've got assistant coaches. I know you've got Welshie. I've got Meatball on my team. Uh, or should I say, you know, he's <laughs> I'm on his team. But we've just yeah. we've just had the draft. It's exciting. Heaps of people tuned in. We've got the NFL Game Pass in the link. If you want to watch all the NFL this year, hit the description. We've got the link right there for you. We've got our NFL Pick'em League. So if you love your tipping and you want to win some prizes, I know you can win some big prizes in the major league, but we've got a little private one and we always produce the goods with prizes you know that last year there was five thousand dollars worth of prizes from milwaukee and ricks and all the likes we're going to double that hopefully this year but anyway let's get straight into the show rat the latest news let's get straight into it nick bosa has signed a five-year contract for 170 mil a lot of san fran players uh sorry a lot of san fran fans players coaches supporters very nervous he's just signed before week one what are your thoughts that is right, Trino. Uh, great news for the San Fran uh, fraternity due to that their pass rushing numbers were absolutely horrendous without Bosa on the field. So uh, great get. Uh, he was holding out, and they get their man signed, sealed, and delivered before the season starts. So great news for San Fran. It is big news. i tell you what's not great, though, for another team, a team that's right up there. Chris Jones from the Chiefs holding out. As we know, they're less than they're about to start their season opener. And the best defensive player in the league, I think you told me off here, he's ranked 10 amongst players on the top hundred of NFL players. And he's not there yet. He's holding out. Do you think he's waiting for Bosa to sign that monster so then he can be the highest paid? Because we know these blokes want to just have the number one title. Or do you think there's a few issues in Kansas? Um, it, it when you put it that way, Trino, it does sound like a great idea, but hit slightly different positions. So Bosa's on the edge and Jones is uh, a tackle there. So he plays a bit more on the inside. Uh, so more so to an Aaron Donald there. And he'll uh, be looking for an Aaron Donald type contract. So the market has reset a little bit uh, with Bosa becoming the highest paid defensive player in NFL history. And with Jones's last season, I'm sure he can creep right up there. It's great that you mentioned that he is, you know, back to Bosa, the highest in, you know, paid in history. It's huge, one hundred and twenty-two point five million guaranteed of that hundred and seventy. We like to mention the guaranteed because the hundred and seventy isn't always a lock, and we know in the past it's been quite dicey. But as we, you know, as the NFL progresses, a lot of these contracts are becoming guaranteed, which we believe they should be. It gives all the players a bit more security. Let's move on. There's some. St- there's a lot of news out of Kansas. Travis Kelsey, he's hurt his knee. How concerned are you with Travis Kelsey, who's got a little bit of bone bruise, they say, and missed 
uh, Tuesday's practice and now being you know listed as questionable. We're going to find out a little bit more as this podcast is being dropped. What's your thoughts on that? Are you a bit worried about Kansas City at the moment? Uh, for the first round one game against the Detroit Lions, yes. But they do have the great man, Paddy Mahomes, under center. So he can throw it wherever he wants, manipulates the field like no other at the minute. Um, with these injuries, you've seen it in the likes with Cooper Cup, Kelsey, and as soon as they say hyperextended knee, I get a little bit worried. I know I know, no one cares whether you, you or I back in the day would have missed a game trader, but this bloke is the main man on their offense. So you wouldn't want him, want him missing too, too many weeks. These knees sometimes uh, don't settle. So hopefully he doesn't miss uh, longer than this week or next. So very important piece to this Kansas City offense is Travis Kelsey. It is. And I know there's a man that was also rumored not to be starting, Kadarius Tony, but head coach Andy Reid has told reporters that he's good to go for week one. I think he is a player that you should be really looking at for this game. I reckon a lot of the offense will be around him and um, Mahomes even said in the offseason that there's no reason why he can't be the wide receiver one. As we know, there's no cheater down there. He's obviously bet Miami the last season. They're looking for that go-to guy. Kelsey's always been that guy, but at wide receiver. So keep your eyes peeled for Tony. Let's keep moving through the news. Jonathan Taylor out for the first four. Everyone should be aware of that. If you're not, we're updating you. That's the point of this latest news. Not that late, but out for four. Are you concerned about the Colts and how they're going to get their run game going? I am, but if... People aren't up with it. They drafted a quarterback in the draft, just gone, Anthony Richardson, with pick four, and he's an absolute physical specimen. He He's lightning quick, got an arm like a cannon. He's actually a more athletic version of Cam Newton, but little, very little exposure in the college game. So I'm very interested to see what they can do without Taylor in the lineup with Richardson and get him running a bit. Although, Taylor, as we've seen the last two years, uh, on top of his game, is one of the best running backs in the comp. It's a very it's a very iffy situation here. You've seen what happens with running backs and holdouts, and the Colts organization are known to play hardball. So I'm interested yeah. to see how this plays out over the next month or so. They have played hardball. They did put him up. Not many people went for it. I think they were offering second or third rounders, which the Colts are like, nah, we'll just uh, keep him on ice and see what we can do. Kamara misses the first three. Let's update everyone there at New Orleans Saints. He obviously got in trouble, was suspended three weeks. Let's move through there. But anyone that's drafted Kamara, a lot of them got him in the sixth and the seventh and eighth round, depending on how big your league is with eight, 10, or 12 players. Kamara could be a league winner. We'll move on. But that is one to watch. Cooper Cup out for week one at the minute. I reckon you know a bit more than everyone else, right? Do you think he'll miss more than one? Yes. Yes, Tommy. I reckon he misses more than one. This is a bloke who has had an ACL injury before. And mind you, all of his injuries, a funny one, he have all happened on the left side of his body. So all his soft tissues, he did a syndesmosis last year on his left ankle. He'd done his left ACL. He's had left hip troubles before. Now he's got left hammy. There's just something about these recurring hamstring injuries and injuries that I'm not liking. I managed to take a double on him in the second round of fantasy. He got there. But when they say one week, I just... I'm not, I'm not holding on to that. So hopefully, I reckon there are a chance to see him on the PUP within the next week or two. It's scary. It sucks when you've got such, you know, superstars not starting the season. And as you know, at the American Aces Fantasy League, we don't draft till two nights out because every year this stuff catches us off. And I bet you there's a couple of people listening that have uh, done their draft two or three, two or three weeks ago and they're just 
filthy. They've probably got Kelsey and Cup, some of them, you know what I mean? So, uh, you know, that's the best thing about going as late as possible with your draft because you get all the latest news and updates. Let's get stuck into a few fun facts, Rat, and let's start with a bit of QB action. Uh, we have some big I've, – I've been tuning into a lot of stuff with, you know, NFL, Fox, and The Herd. And Colin – how do you say Colin Coherd? Is that how you say his last name? Coward? Coherd? Colin Coward. Coward. There you go. Coward. What a last name. Fuck like you, coward. There you Absolute go. Absolute coward. Should change his name to Rory. <laughs> Here's his top 10 <laughs> QB and wide receiver duos. Tell me if you agree. Number one, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Number two, Trevor Lawrence and Calvin Ridley. Number three, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Number four, Aaron Rodgers and Garrett Wilson. Number five, Derek Carr and Chris Alave. Number six, Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs. Number seven, Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson. Number eight, Dak Prescott and C.D. Lamb. Nine, Tua, I won't even pronounce his last name, and Tyreek Hill. And 10, Jared Goff and Amon Ra St. Brown. What are your they thoughts on this list? They weren't, it's a very, very strong list. They weren't in any necessary That was order, in order. That was, was in order. Order. Who was two? Who was two there? Lawrence and Ridley. Very surprised at that. That, in that, 10 i reckon that would nearly be 10th from what i've seen what i've seen over the last three or four years you chuck Mahomes and kelsey at one last year before Tua got injured Tyreek was on track to have the most receiving yards for the whole year i'd chuck them at two and then after that everyone actually falls pretty well in place but those those two i got Mahomes, kelsey and Tua and Tyreek, and then daylight third and then the rest after that are you sleeping on Garrett Wilson? And are you watching enough Hard Knocks, Rat? I've watched all the Hard Knocks, mate, uh, so far up to date. But I still think uh, I still think they might be able to get to Aaron Rodgers a bit easy. I, re- I reckon they'll be able to manipulate the field a bit. Although I don't reckon Garrett will have enough time to get downfield, so it might be a few more short passes for Garrett. I agree with Colin Coward, and I'll say uh, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. I like that at one. Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson at seven is quite cheeky. I think he must be looking for a little bit of comments in the uh, when they post that kind of stuff. Let's keep moving, though. I want to read out this stats and fun facts. As I said, I'd bring them to you. The first five seasons as a starter, and it's a great, it's a great little thing here. You got Joe Montana, right? Seventeen thousand. 371 yards, 117 TDs, and 58 interceptions. Then you go Tom Brady, 18,029 yards, 123 TDs, and 66 interceptions. Now let's go to Patrick Mahomes. 23,957 yards, 192 TDs, and 48 interceptions. We, We don't realize how good Mahomes is, do we? We do not. So for those at home, there's a lot of big numbers there. But just so we all get it, the first five seasons, he's got Brady covered by 6,000 yards nearly, 60 touchdowns, and thrown 20-odd less interceptions. It's actually 18, but we'll say 20. So that's staggering. We we don't realize how lucky we are to be watching watching this guy at the minute. And this year, especially with Kelsey down, we'll get a first-hand look at it Friday night, Thursday night in the States on what he's able to do with not very known receivers receivers and offensive core. The way he's able to manipulate the field, he's absolutely outrageous guy. And the throws he can make, I'm sure you saw on the quarterback, what he can do with his shoulders, and he can actually throw both hands, do whatever, play injured, and just get it there. He's unbelievable this far. 
I've got another stat here for everyone listening. The most interceptions thrown over the last five seasons coming in at fourth. Jared Goff, 56. Like the way he throws them, though. He's very aggressive. Matt Ryan, 57. Josh Allen, 60. Guess who's at the top of the list, right? Here we go. Don't, don't go quiet, Our right? Boy. Just, Our boy, go. here it is. Uh, Money Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, 64 touchdowns. Sorry, 64 interceptions, I should say. He's gone to the Bucks. What are your thoughts on Baker this year? Can he can he grow a leg? Can he throw that ball to Evans and Goblin and a few playmakers? What do you think they're going to do up the Bucks this year? Well, look, as that stat suggests, he's not going to have any problem airing the ball out. So Mikey Evans and Goblin are going to get down the field and he's going to give him his, uh, their fair look. It's just going to be about how accurate he can be, obviously, with that stat there. So as we're saying, he can be quite erratic at, the, at, at times. He is a leader on the field, although let's hope his uh, ambition doesn't get uh, the most of him here, Trano. I've got another one here. Quarterbacks by age and Aaron Rodgers is the oldest quarterback we'll see this year at 39 years old. I didn't realize how old he was until I saw this graphic. 39, then it's Stafford at 35, Tannehill 35, Cousins 35, Wilson 34, Carr 32, Smith 32, and Jimmy G 31. They are the top eight in terms of the oldest. Um, and then you could probably, if you've got if you got the graphic in front of you, right, maybe talk to me about the bottom eight. Read them out and tell me which ones you're looking forward to watching this year because we don't know a lot about them. Yeah, I've got a couple here. Desmond Ritter, 24, Love, 24. You've got Lawrence and Purdy. Are both 23. Uh Young and Howell are 22, and Richardson and Stroud are both 21. So Which a couple of things that uh sorry, mate, I cut you off. Keep going. Uh Richardson and Stroud are both 21. So Ritter here just getting his first uh first full season as a starter here, or at least starting the season. He's had uh three starts in his career. Jordan loves barely. Barely played, he's getting his start. But it feels like Trevor Lawrence has been been in the con for ages. He's obviously been the starter for two years, being 23 years old. A few things that caught caught me off guard here, like Kenny Pickett is sneaky old. I feel like I haven't seen Kenny Pickett for too long. He's 25, and he's the same age as Justin Herbert, who I feel like has been playing for six or so years. I know it hasn't been six, but I feel like Herbert has started for the last few years. I think it's four now, and Pickett is just getting into his career and at the age of 25. So he, he had a long college career. And there's a few things that caught me off guard here. Ryan Tannehill, sneaky old at 35. Dak Prescott didn't take me as being 30 years old. And mm. also Josh uh, Josh Allen, uh, 27. Feel like he's only been going the last four years or so. Jared Goff, 28. I feel like Jared Goff's been playing for 10 years and he obviously wasn't in the league when he was 18. So Goff's still quite young. A lot to work with there for the Detroit Lions. Well said, mate. If you look at this as we are, we should post this stuff. But yeah, you got Hertz and Pickett, Herbert, two are 25 years old, you know, like Lamar, 26, Mahomes, 27, Watson, 27. Like they're so young and so good. The league's in great shape. It's so exciting. Um, let's go to QB chat. Just give me your sleeper for the year, mate. Who's a, who's who's someone we're sleeping on that you think is going to have a great season? Sleeping on? Uh, I reckon Jared Goff. As we saw last year, what he did was able to do with the Detroit Lions offense. They they were great. They were great. Nine times he threw for two touchdowns or more and threw for over 300 yards on seven different occasions. And they've added Sam Laporta on offense. They've got Amon Ra, St. Brown. 
They've added Jameer Gibbs, a running back that also likes to catch out of the backfield. They've given him a couple more weapons, and I'm really excited to see what they can do there in Detroit this year. I don't think Jared Goff is getting enough credit. Well said. I like Deshaun Watson, 27, Cleveland, massive contract. Last year, wasn't allowed to train, wasn't allowed to do anything with the team. You know yourself as an athlete, right? You need that chemistry in the preseason to build up your fitness base and you get your reps in and build that chemistry with your teammates, whether it's on the field or off the field. He had none of that. That was a part of his suspension. He's had a full preseason. I think he's the guy that no one's talking about. Even in leagues when you're drafting, you're taking quarterbacks really early that can run the ball and can throw the ball. He can do it all. I think we're all sleeping on how good he is. And when you look at the contracts and what they're getting paid, it's always a great indicator. Uh, someone believes in him in Cleveland. I know their track record's not great down there, but uh, I reckon he's one at 27 years old. He's a quarterback that I reckon we're all sleeping on. So keep an eye on him. Let's talk about the high-powered offenses. Now, this is the teams that you want to be watching you want to be drafting players so that you can watch their superstars go to work and score a lot of points in fantasy, whether you're having a couple multis. This is what you want. You want entertaining, high-powered offenses. Let me read out some stats for you from last year. TD scored from outside the red zone. Here's your top teams. Eagles had 17 with the Raiders. At 16 touchdowns, we had the 49ers and the Seahawks. The Bills had 15, and then we had the Bengals, Patriots on 12, Dolphins 11, and then the list rounds out. Is there any surprises there, Rat? I'm actually quite surprised with the Eagles on top there, as well as the Raiders. I know uh, Derek Carr was there. They do have DeFonte Adams, uh, Hunter Renfro and the like. Darren Waller was there last year, but also with the ability of Jalen Hurts to run the football. I'm surprised that they actually got... 17 touchdowns there scored from outside the red zone. They, they, they struck me as a very power run first team. Uh, we know how good the 49ers are as well on offense, and they can throw it anywhere around, so they open the field up well. And uh, Gino got a great reward in 16 as well. He was airing the ball out earlier in the season. Bills didn't surprise me there. And, um, yeah, it, it's all pretty straightforward after that. They're, I'm looking forward here. The Jets had seven last year with Zach Wilson. And as we mentioned just before, if Aaron Rodgers can get some time in the pocket, I reckon that will at least double, which would take him into the top top four or five at the end of next next season. Well said. I'm with you with the Ravens. They had six last year. They've changed their offensive coordinator, their plans to throw the ball. They couldn't throw, they couldn't throw a touchdown to a wide receiver last year. It was really hard to watch. And if you look at the list, which you guys listening can't, we've got it here, but your bottom teams, you've got the Steelers only through two TDs outside the red zone, Colts three, Falcons four, Rams five, and Buccaneers five. I reckon the Steelers are going to be improvers. And I really like the Falcons. They've got a great schedule. We won't talk about the easy and the tough schedules on today's podcast, but I have read a fair bit about the Falcons having one of the easiest schedules. And we know they've got a star at running back that we're going to all be getting excited about. But you're forgetting about London. You're forgetting about Pitts. You're forgetting about all these weapons they've got on the outside. They should progress. And uh, yeah, mate, it's going to be really exciting. And Chiefs were one that only had eight. So, you know, just Mahomes just working his way up there nice and slowly. Nothing, no big, you know, you know, doesn't have the, the cheater down the field like he used to. Um, so, yeah, just a little one there I thought I'd bring up with uh, with all our American Aces listening. It's always good to just give them an update on the apps, uh, all the stuff that's caught my eyes. Um, Rat, what, what, when I talk to you about the top offenses, I've got – 
I've got one here according to NFL.com with the top nine. But before I read that list out, who who's the if you were look watching NFL, who are the teams top four that you're really looking forward to watching this year? I'm really looking forward, not in no particular order. I'm really looking forward to the Jaguars and what they were able to do in the second half of last season. And another year of Trevor Lawrence under center, being able to find the game. I take his first year under Urban Meyer as a write-off. He obviously got Doug Peterson last year and they've added Calvin Ridley coming back from suspension for having a punt. Christian Kirk, what you could see what he did as wide receiver one last year, but then obviously adding Ridley as well. Ingram was great. They get uh, running back back up in Tank Bigsby and... Yeah, Eddian's there, and we know what Eddie can do. So I'm really – they're probably my sneaky for the Jags. I, I reckon they can finish in the top one or two offenses this year. Um, you got the Chargers. Justin Herbert needs to stand up. New offensive coordinator, so that could do a lot of things for them. Uh, new wide receiver. They invested a first-round draft pick in Quinton Johnson. We all know they've got Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, uh, Gerald Everett, Mike Williams. Uh, yeah, star-started lineup there. And then you've got your three staples at the top, the 49ers, Chiefs, and Bills. We know how powerful they are. Um, and the Eagles. The Eagles are just there, but all, all revolves around Jalen Hurts for them. Like it. The offenses that run, according to NFL.com, in order from one to nine. Nine was Chargers, eight Cowboys, seven Jets, six Bengals, five Jaguars, four Eagles, three Bills, two Chiefs, and number one were the 49ers. They are the top offenses for 2023 season. I'm a bit disappointed the Ravens aren't on there after all their signings, Rat. But like you said, um, you know, you look at all them and it's just they're, they're the teams. When you think about it, what do you want to be watching on the weekend? They're, they're the teams that you really want to be, I guess, securing fantasy footballers, all their wide receivers, all the weapons in those lineups. They're what you want. I think the most challenging one to pick is probably the Chiefs. You don't know where the offense is going to come from. They're quite um, crazy with who Mahomes goes to and obviously Kelsey going down potentially for a few weeks. So really exciting. Um now let's uh let's get into the NFC and AFC as we go through here. I really want to go through a quick uh you know give everyone an update on the history of these uh, NFC and AFC teams, right? Because it does take me for surprise. But let's start with the NFC, most division titles. Now NFC East, Eagles 9, Cowboys 6, Giants three and Washington three. Then you go to NFC South, Saints seven, the Bucks five, the Panthers five, and the Falcons four. So not a bad spread. NFC West, the Seahawks nine, 49ers five, LA Rams four, and the Cardinals three. Then you go to the NFC North. This is where we have our first duck egg. Green Bay 12. They're the highest, mind you. The Vikings, five. The Bears, four. And Detroit Lions with zero. Is it the year that the Lions can get going? I think they won eight of the last nine last year, maybe, Rat. Don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure that's what, that's very close. Rat, talk to me about the NFC. Yeah, you are right, Tommy. This year could be the year, and the Detroit Lions would want to get going because you don't want to give Jordan Love a whole season to come good and they don't win it. I reckon Minnesota with uh, primetime Kirk under center, I reckon they're probably – they've got one more good year with him before they want to try to get someone else in. He's getting old, as we mentioned prior. And also, Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears are there. 
building assets, accruing draft picks to to build for the future. They've got their quarterback of the future there in Justin Fields. So that NFC North is right open. The NFC West, I think San Fran win this. You've got the Seahawks who could do something sneaky, but I don't like what I'm seeing early from the Rams. The Cardinals are an absolute write-off for me. The NFC South is wide open. You've got the you've got the Saints there who who's, who's there? Who was there? Q- ah, they got Carr. Ah, that's you? right. Oh, yeah, that's right. From the Raiders. That's right. I was trying to work out. I was thinking of Peyton, but he left. He was their coach. So you got Carr there. No one else really jumps out to me. You got Atlanta still trying to work it out. They've got the great running back, Baker Mayfield. We mentioned him. He'll probably throw 50 interceptions this year and a rookie quarterback at the Panthers. So that's that's the Saints for mine. And then you got the NFC East where I can see the Eagles and the Cowboys going through, one of them in a wildcard spot, similar to last year, and the Giants and the Commanders, or the football team, sorry, aren't doing much much for me in the East there. So let's just be quick here. So who you, who wins each division? I'll, I'll start with mine. I think Dallas. I know there are a lot of Philly fans going, what? I think the Cowboys in the East. I think NFC South is the Saints. NFC West is San Fran with closely followed by Seahawks and NFC North. I'm going to say Vikings followed by the Lions. Yeah, I'll have the Eagles. I'll have the 49ers. I have the Saints. And I reckon the Lions might win their first. I reckon the Lions might win their first. Perfect, mate. Thank you. Let's jump over to the AFC. Now, this is where it's very hard. I feel like... If you stacked up the ASC and NSC, the ASC is just something else. And if I talk to you, which I'm about to, about the most division titles, there's a few teams that haven't had a lot of success. Let me go through the stats and then we'll get our tips really quickly. AFC East, the Patriots, 16 titles. The Bills, three. The Jets, one. And the Dolphins, one. So the Patriots have dominated the AFC East for a long time. AFC South. We've got the Colts on nine, the Texans on six, the Titans on four, and the Jags on two. Head over to the AFC West, Kansas City on nine, the Broncos on six, the Chargers on five, and the Raiders on a lonely one. AFC North, Steelers, nine, most successful football team since 2002, uh, winning record. They've got the record um, since their very successful program. Can they do it again? We'll talk about that. Bengals, six. Ravens also six and Cleveland, the duck eggs, very low on zero as we see on the AFC North. Let's go through it, mate. Let's fly through here. AFC East, give me who's going to win that one or come second. I reckon the Bills win closely followed by the Dolphins. AFC mm. North, um, do you want me to go through them, mate? Or go through them, mate. Go through them. Keep going, mate. You're on fire. Right. I reckon the Bengals win the North. Closely followed by the Ravens. I reckon the Chiefs take out the West, followed by the Chargers in a wildcard spot. I reckon the Jags take out the South, followed by the Titans, who could be sneaky, sneaky wildcard as well. But I think uh, the Chargers take that spot. Sorry, who'd you say for the AFC South? South, the Jags. Jacksonville win that, closely followed by the Titans. Beautiful, beautiful. I'll give my tips. I think it's the year of the Jets and Dolphins, brother. I think it's the year for the Jets and Dolphins. So I'm going to have them on the top two. I love my Ravens and I love the Bengals. Good to see Joe Burrow is back. They're the two. I I think Steelers have their first losing season. Um, I know a lot of people go, you're kidding yourself, mate. Uh, But I think that the Browns are going to go pretty well as well. So that's a very tough one, the AFC North. 
AFC South, I really like the Jags, um, followed by the Titans, but I think the Jags is actually a good lock bet. That's a nice one. AFC West, this is where I've got an upset. I've got the Chargers. I think the Chargers are going to do really well this year, and then the Chiefs as second. I know a lot of people going, Tommy, pull your head in, but I think the Chargers are prime. They had a lot of injuries last year. Now, Let's go through our tips. Who's going to win the AFC and the NFC championship and then give me a Super Bowl winner afterwards, though? Don't tell me yet. So who wins the AFC, man? I reckon Cincinnati win. I reckon Cincinnati beat. Who do they beat? They Don't beat even the- tell me. Just tell me who they win. Who wins the AFC? You're going with the Cincinnati. Now, NFC, who wins that one? Philly. Okay, Bengals, Philly. I'm going to go with Chargers and Dallas. They're my two. The Chargers to win the AFC and Dallas to win the NFC. Super Bowl winner, who you got? Billy. I reckon they're too motivated. I reckon Hurts coming back again. We've seen knocked down in his college career time and time again, told he's not good enough, goes to another college, starts, loses the Super Bowl last year. I reckon he backs up again, and I reckon they, with added more weapons as well, uh, more to the defensive line, I reckon they uh they take it they take it oh, there this year. I love it, mate. I love your predictions. I like I really like the Chargers. I think last year they were my tip, and I'm going to stick with them. They've got a really solid offense, defense. I think it's their year. Um, it's 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 got to be their year. I I, I tell you why it, it needs to be their year, Rat, because they've never won one. Listen to these teams who have never won a Super Bowl. The Bengals, the Bills, the Browns, the Falcons, the Chargers, the Cardinals, the Jaguars, the Texans, the Lions, the Titans, the Panthers, and the Vikings. I have a feeling that this year the winner is going to be someone that hasn't won one before. It's going to be a great year for the game, and I think the Chargers are going to win one. Not because of that stat, but I think they are ready to go, and it would not surprise me at all. So I'm hoping that one of those teams that have never won a Super Bowl, it would be great for the sport. Uh, it evens up the competition. That's what we want. And it's, it surprises me when you read out those franchises that you haven't, uh, they haven't seen any silverware, right? No silverware. Yeah, it's crazy. And a lot of them are established organizations. There are three there that I really reckon can win it in the Bengals, the Bills, and the Chargers. And then, what, there's six that I give absolutely no hope to in the Cardinals, the Texans, the Titans, the Panthers, the Browns, the Falcons. You've missed the Jags. No, no, and this is, like, this is kind of wildcard sneakies. Sneakies, the Jags. Mate, don't uh, don't write off the Jags and the Lions and, and and the Vikings. I really like the Jags. I think people forget how close they got to the Chiefs. All right, now let's move through our... You know, our what do you call them? Your future bets, your future predictions. I'm going to fly through here as we finish off our season preview. Hopefully, all the aces listening are enjoying this. We're trying to put as much juice into this show and update you with as much stuff as possible. We're going to be doing our week uh, weekly previews on all the games. We'll probably drop that Sunday this week, and we'll we'll work on a time slot for next week. Let's go through it. Offensive player of the year. Who have you got, Rat? And then I'll follow you. I've got Jalen Hurts. I reckon he's going to get over the line a couple more times for rushing touchdowns and still maintain his uh, passing threat. Like it. I've got Jamar Chase. I think watching Jefferson do what he's doing would be somewhat burning at him inside, even though they're very close mates. 
And I love that they're both going to start the season, uh, which is, you know, Burrow and Chase. And I think them two are lethal together. They worked through a few, uh, you know, it was the toughest season last year because the defense had double-teamed him a lot. I reckon they've got a few things for the defenses. And I, I like Chase. He's consistent. He doesn't need a lot. You know, even if he has four catches, that can still be 100 yards. But he can have those blowout games where he goes for 200. I think he had a game in his first season. He went for 250. So, Jamar Chase, Offensive Player of the Year. Defensive Player of the Year. Who have you got for me? I'm going to go for Micah Parsons. As our boy, Benny Graham, fellow American Ace said, he's his favorite defensive player. I reckon he just go goes to another another level this year and takes out that Defensive Player of the Year. Rat, I'm with you. No need for me to speak. Micah Parsons, young, hungry, and their defense is stacked. I love Cowboys defense. I know their offense is a bit, how you going with Dak under center, but... Bringing Lance in might make him just get going a little bit quicker. If not, they might have a little backup plan. I love their defense, and Parsons should be getting on the end of a few. Rushing yards title. Who have you got here? This is always a juicy market, and we've only got a little bit of time. So who are we going to predict here? It is a juicy one. I have Nick Chubb from the Cleveland Browns, all based around that Kareem Hunt's gone. So he he's, he's a solo guy in the backfield here. Um He's, he's competitors, Derek Henry, a few more miles in the legs than Nick Chubb and shocking offensive line. So I'm going to have to go for Chubby this year. Come close last year. That's with having a competitor in his backfield. Mate, I'm with you. I've got Nick Chubb down. I've got a roughie though. How are you going? I've got Madison as a roughie. So I think he's about $26. You've got Dalvin Cook out of the building. And when Madison would step up, he would step up and just, I mean, they, they, they move. So they look like the same player out there. He's so good to watch. I've taken him in the fourth or fifth round, I think, in the Osmerican Aces Fantasy League. I can't wait to watch him. You've got to remember their, their offense is pretty juicy, um, and they're going to win a lot of games. So Chubb is who I think, and I think I'll have a little little value bet on Madison, mate. I really like his uh, odds and you know being the main man there now. So um, I like it. Receiving yards title, who you got? Look, I'm really bullish on this one, and I reckon it's going to be Tyreek Hill. And for what reason in that Torrey Hill was on track to have a better season than Justin Jefferson last year before Tua got injured. And I like the emotive side of it as well, where Torrey Hill has public, publicly come out and said he wants to go for 2,000 yards this year. So, that, so that's all I need. Uh, it's all based around whether Tua can stay fit. Torrey Hill had a monster year with a quarterback room that was rotating every week. You see Tua's put on a bit of weight to stop the concussions and he can stand up in the tackle a bit more. I'm going for the cheetah for one one last ride before he gets over the uh, over the hump of thirty. Yeah, love it. I'm a bit concerned with the cheetah going. He's going hard there, two thousand. I uh, I'm concerned with their quarterback. As you said, he gets one or two more knocks, mate, and it's just you know who they're going to have throwing the ball. Um, I'm going to go with Jamar Chase. It lines up with Offensive Player of the Year. I think he's going to have a massive season. He missed a few games last year, and people have probably forgotten about that, but his first season was crazy. So he'll get back on the horse. Year three as well. Let's get to MVP. Who you got with the MVP? Well, it was similar to the to the Offensive Player of the Year. I'm going to go with Jalen Hurts. Uh, I'm big on Philly this year, as I mentioned earlier in the predictions. Jalen Hurts. He's quite rough in the uh, offensive player in the year, but that's why I'm going to go for MVP because I think they're going to win a lot of games and he's obviously the pivotal piece of that offense. I'm with you, mate. I've got the uh, – sorry, I'm not with you, but I, I agree with you. I think he's going to be having a huge season. That's why we took him in the second round. I've got Justin Herbert. I'm going to follow suit and go with the uh, – you know, Mahomes won the Super Bowl last year. He also won the MVP. 
I like Herbert. He had the rib injury all last year and still very impressive. I think he'll have a big season. Mate, we've gone through it all. It was a lot of fun. I'm, I, I can't wait. The, the NFL season's finally here. You know how much I love it. I, I and, and I know how much you love it. It's the sun's starting to come out. It's spring. It's just a great time to be alive. And uh, you know, it, it, I just just can't wait. All these things we're speaking about. I mean, a lot of things will change. We know that. You never know what's going to happen in the NFL. But there you go. There's our uh, preview for the season. And hopefully, everyone listening really enjoyed it and had a few questions. Um, anything else, Brad? Before I uh, conclude the show. Nah, mate, it's like Christmas, you know, it's been a long time between drinks and now I'm looking forward to uh, speaking to you on the weekly, mate. We've got something penciled in now. It's been been too long. We do. And our NFL Fantasy League, how excited are you for that? There's some good lads in there. We've oh, added a few more boys. Yeah, I, I, was until, I was until I got the update on Cooper Cup out for the first week and I reckon it's going to be longer than that, mate. So uh, licking me wounds tonight, waiting for him to go on the PUP so I can pick someone up on the waivers. Yep. Oh, there's always someone that pops up on the waivers. That's what's interesting. We've only got four spots on our bench. Well, mate, thank you for your time and thank you to everyone that's tuning in and listening. We really appreciate your support. Make sure you tune in Sunday for our week one preview. Me and Rat will jump back on. We might even put up a little special for our little uh, for the weekend, our little best bets, um, as well as go through all the lineups. We'd like to leave that a little bit later because the week one's quite crazy and there's a lot of chaos. We don't know what's going on. Um, make sure you join our Pick'em competition. It's on our Instagram. I'll put it in the show notes. And also, if you haven't signed up to NFL Game Pass and you don't know where to look, well, I've also got a link in our bio. Just hit the link, sign up. I think it's about 280 bucks, 70 bucks um, for you know the quarter or whatever it is. You can you little split your payments there. But we've got all everything you need to watch the NFL um, and be involved with the Oz American Aces. It's all in the bio in the description. All right, let's look forward to a big year. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to everyone's feedback as well. Feed in what you want us to talk about if we're not bringing it up, but it's going to be very similar to next last year. Um, we can't wait to do this every week with this. So thanks for your support, and uh, we'll see you on the next episode of Oz American Aces NFL Podcast. Mm-hmm.